This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Uh, Chicago wheat up six cents in the May contract at 548 per bushel. Kansas City eight cents higher in May at 472 per bushel. And Minneapolis spring wheat it's up six cents in the May contract at 525 per bushel. Reports of export quotas in some countries and increased demand from others looking to shore up their reserves contributed to today's strength. Dryness concerns in parts of Russia and the Ukraine were also starting to be noticed. That's a look at the ice futures and U.S. markets for Friday morning, April 3rd. In Winnipeg for Markets Farm, I'm Phil Franz Warkenton. Proving you can't get too much of a good thing. There are no shortcuts to success. That's why New Holland engineered T6 series tractors to outperform competitive tractors in every way so you can achieve higher productivity with less effort. More powerful engines, faster response from tier 4B engines delivering 145 to 175 max boosted horsepower. Smooth speeds to match your applications. Choose one of three easy to use transmissions. Better visibility, unsurpassed view from the horizon cab. More comfort and ease. Quiet, smooth ride with Comfort Ride Cab Suspension. Stop by Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John today to check out the T6 Series tractor from New Holland. The opinions expressed during this show do not represent those of this station. If you've missed any of this show, you can follow the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig, on Moose FM. Good morning and welcome to this morning's edition of Moose Talks. I am Dub Craig. A little later on, we're going to be talking with Cameron Aggie, the Executive Director of the Salvation Army Northern Center of Hope here in Fort St. John, about uh, some of the challenges they're facing and perhaps how you can help out even while staying socially distant. We're going to start with a little talk about uh, funding. And there's been lots and lots of funding announced by the federal and provincial governments recently to help support you and uh, your businesses uh, during this pandemic. So we're going to talk to Julie Zebart and Tracy Leishman, both from MNP. Good morning, guys. How are you guys doing this morning? Good morning. Good, Good morning. thanks. Quite well. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, so, as I said, there's been an absolute deluge of information coming from the Prime Minister and the federal government and also our provincial government in the past few weeks about financial support for Canadians and businesses who are suffering due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Why don't we start with individuals? What can we apply for if our income has suffered during the pandemic? You are correct. There has been an overwhelming amount of information out there for individuals to go through. From the federal government, there's kind of two main benefits. The first being the regular employment insurance program, EI, which has been modified to eliminate the one-month waiting period when COVID-19 related. In addition to this, there is a new benefit announced called the Canadian Emergency Response Benefit. This is a taxable benefit payable at $2,000 per month to a maximum of four months. To qualify for this, you must be 15 years or older, a Canadian resident, and have received income at least $5,000 in either 2019 or the last 12 months. So in addition to this, individuals need to have lost their income as a result of COVID-19 and will have no income for at least 14 consecutive days in a four-week period. So these include people who are sick, quarantined, who are taking care of someone who is sick with COVID-19, 
as well as parents who are forced to stay home to look after their children, and as well people who have lost their jobs. So this benefit is available to a wide range of people, including those that are self-employed, contract workers, as well as wage earners. The benefit will be available from March 14th to October 3rd, and so if you're unable to work now or at some point in the future, you will qualify. If you have stopped work for reasons other than COVID-19, however, you will not be eligible for this. I see. Is this a benefit available now to apply for? Because again, there's been so many different deadlines to come out about when things actually have been rolled out. Uh, is this something people can apply for now? So it is something that you will have to apply for and as well reapply for. Mm -hmm. uh, for EI, you can apply for that now and you can get that started. But for the Canada Emergency Response Benefit, to apply for this, you can actually apply online through the Canadian Re Revenue Agency website at canada.ca. And the applications, you can actually start your application today, but you cannot submit it until Monday, April 6th. And Canada Revenue Agency is actually scheduled based on the month you were born when you can apply for this. They're just getting ready for anticipating a large number of applicants. So if you're born in February, March, you can apply starting on Monday, April 6th. April, May, June birthdays will be Tuesdays starting April 7th. July, August, September birthdays will be Wednesday starting April 8th, leaving October, November and December birthdays to Thursday starting on April 9th. Friday, Saturday and Sundays will be open to everyone. So you will need to apply and reapply every four week period that you are eligible for this benefit. I see. So it's a little different than EI where you apply and you're just kind of, you, you have to keep proving that you need it, but proving. Yeah, yeah. I see. Okay. Well, Julie, uh, I wanted to talk to you for a minute then about uh, the BC side of things, because again, the provincial government has also been announcing uh, several measures to help uh, individuals, or at least it seems like they have been. Uh, what have they been providing and how can we access it as individuals? Yeah, for sure. So there is the BC Emergency Benefit for Workers, and that is a one-time tax-free $1,000 payment for BC residents and being able to work due to the COVID-19. As long as you are eligible to qualify for EI or the Canada Emergency Response or Emergency uh, Response Benefit, you can apply for this, and it is opening on April 20, April 2020. May will be your payment. So that's the first one. And then there's other cash relief measures for individuals and families, including the Enhanced Climate Action Tax Credit. And that is a one-time enhanced payment that will be paid in July. And that is for moderate to low-income families. And BC Hydro and ICBC have also got programs in place. So with BC Hydro, you're going to have bill deferrals available in grants with no ICC, we can now defer monthly payments for 90 days. And a big topic out there is the rental supplements. The rental supplements are available for tenants. It's $500 uh, relief, which will be paid to the landlord on your behalf. I see. So where do you apply for these then if it's through the province or are they sort of lumping it in with your application for other things with the federal government? Yeah, so that's the issue is that these things usually take quite a while to roll out, but they're doing this in a matter of weeks. So not all the details are there yet. Okay, so we're not we're still not sure about when these will be kind of 
hap- like when you'll be able to apply for them, but they've, they've said it's going to happen kind of eventually then. Yeah. Yeah. So I would be looking to their websites for um, what platforms they have, just like the federal government has new client portal or portals for applying for the emergency response benefit. The same thing will likely happen with BC. Okay. Now you've touched on this already, and I, I think this will be kind of a question for both of you. Payment deferments. Uh, the banks, as I understand, are allowing uh, people to defer mortgages for up to six months. Uh, we hear this kind of this term kind of thrown around a lot, deferment. What does that mean exactly? It doesn't mean that your payment is eliminated. It means it's kind of been pushed back. Is that correct? That's right. So your payments are postponed. And in most cases, um, you should be talking to your lender or your bank because they are uh, making arrangements for mortgage payments, credit card payments, vehicle loan payments, and often they're a deferral. But keeping in mind that there's no um, reduction on the interest, your interest will start, will continue to accrue, but your payments themselves are deferred. So the amount that you have borrowed won't change. I see. So essentially, that would be something, it would be just sound financial advice that if you can keep paying, you should because, you know, you you don't want to accrue more interest. But if you can't, then at least it's there to kind of help you get through this time. That's right. So it helps you preserve your cash flow right now. Okay. Uh, So uh, what about support for businesses on this side? We've kind of talked a lot about individuals, but there seems to be some... uh, lots of stuff coming down again the pipeline for businesses and you know if you're a huge corporation you might be able to deal with that and you understand it but if you're a small business uh, specifically what does it mean for you and maybe even if you're a home-based business what kind of supports are there available for you out there yeah and you're right there's a number of different support mechanisms out there and the challenge is to determine which is best for your business Mm -hmm. so there's a lot to go through so kind of the first thing to note is that the tax filing deadlines for anything that was due after March 18th, 2020, has been extended to June 1st, 2020. There are, however, a few exceptions to this, so please check. And most tax payments uh, payable to Canada Revenue Agency that were due after March 18th, 2020, have also been extended to September 1st with no interest and no penalties. So again, this will help preserve some cash flow. But so next, when it does come to employers, there are two wage subsidies available, and this has caused uh, a lot of questions for us right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first subsidy announced by the government was the temporary wage subsidy. And this provides a benefit of 10% of an employee's wage up to $1,375 per employee with a maximum of $25,000 per employer. So this is available to small businesses, including proprietorships, you know, your small home business, and as well corporations that are eligible for the small business deduction. So with this, though, the government did announce an additional wage subsidy last Friday called the Canada Wage, sorry, the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy. And this will provide a subsidy of 75% of wages up to $847 per employee per week per eligible employers. So our eligible employers are generally include any business that has seen a decline in revenues of 30% or more in March, April or May 2020 compared to the same month in 2019. There are still several unknowns with this program, which we hope will be available in the next few days. But kind of while we wait for this, we are advising our clients and everyone out there with businesses to you know, start getting prepared. 
one of the first things to do is to ensure your business books and records are up to date for March 2020 and keep these up to date in the next following months. Uh, the next one is really your online access to Canada Revenue Agencies. They have a My Account and a My Business Account that if you don't have these set up, you should be looking into getting these set up right away. Once your are set up, these will be where you can go and apply online for the subsidies. And lastly, it's kind of looking to see, do you have direct deposit with Canada Revenue Agency? If not, consider setting this up. The direct deposit payments can happen as in a little as three days where it can take checks up to 10 or more business days. So, you know, please reach out to your professional advisors right now because we're here to help you navigate through all this at this difficult time. Yeah, then I, I, I see some confusion here because so they have announced that there's going to be a 10% kind of uh, help, but then also a 75% wage help. I mean, shouldn't you just go for the 75% wage if you're a business? Like, isn't that just the smarter option? It, it is a smarter option, but it is determining, you know, right now we don't know what all the rules are yeah. and we don't know who will apply and qualify for it. So it is something, you know, we are working hard to get to get figured out. I see. So it's still unclear as to exactly who will uh, it'll work, who it'll work for. Um, uh, what does this mean tax time next year now? I mean, this even though your income is being supplemented by the government, it still counts as income. So, I mean, you're going to be taxed on it when it comes to your filing your taxes next fall or next uh, spring. Yeah. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, this will become income to the companies receiving it and businesses receiving it. Okay. And I assume that's the same for individuals. I mean, this counts as income. So you're, you're going to have yeah, some of it clawed back here. eventually anyway. <laughs> Uh, the BC one is it the BC emergency benefit for workers is a one-time non-taxable benefit. Oh, okay. So that's just that's just that's just cash. You're given you're given money and that's uh, free. You don't have to pay that back essentially in in, in taxes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's the same for the climate action tax credit. That's also non-taxable. Okay, so those two big ones from the the British Columbian government, anyway, non-taxable. I wanted to end on this, and you've both sort of touched on it, especially you, Tracy. Uh, Do you have any general advice for people facing the application process? Because, again, uh, so much is happening. It's changing so quickly. We're waiting for more more information. Uh, Certainly as an individual, you might feel overwhelmed if, if you're not used to kind of facing well, what do I do in this situation? What's your What's your advice on this? How do you handle it? I say, you know, please reach out to any you know your professional advisors, your accountants, and that to help you navigate through this because you know we're here to help you with it. And it is tough. You know, people are facing a lot of other stresses in their lives. Having to fill out government paperwork is often an additional stress that they're not used to. So please reach out. And I know with the small business community, you know, most of them are very independent and. Uh, strong people but again reach out for help at this time this is very uncharted territories we're in right now and you know reach out for help and i guess uh for you julie on the uh, bc side of things we we just kind of have to find out exactly how they're going to roll out this and how you have to apply for those uh things that they're putting out hey yeah and the bc government has um, stepped up to help the the businesses as well bc hydro has a um forgiveness of power bills for mm-hmm. the next three months if you have had to shut down because of COVID. And 
the taxes. So that's huge. If you can hold on to your um, employer's health tax, provincial sales tax, and property tax payments until September 30th, when hopefully uh, the economy has started up again, then that's going to help you as well. And there are so many loans out there that the government has announced that you can access them as partnerships between BDC and the regular bank, uh, where there's loan guarantees that you don't have to put up your own collateral, and that's going to help small businesses as well. And I'd advise people to look into that and really start talking to your lenders and your advisors. All right. So get as ahead of it as you can, even though we're still waiting on uh, lots of more information. Uh, guys, uh, speaking of information, I really appreciate you stopping by today to chat with us. Help us wade through uh, all of the things coming through the pipeline. I really appreciate it. Great. Yes, thank you. Thanks yeah. for having us. You're very welcome. That's Julie Zebart and Tracy Leishman with MNP. We'll be right back on Moose Talks with Cameron Aki. Fuel Up to Win is back at Co-op. Collect game tickets at participating Co-op gas bar, food store, or home center locations for your chance to win. Over $8 million in prizes and discounts are available, including a guaranteed grand prize of $100,000. Vacations, vehicles, and more are all up for grabs, along with millions of instant win prizes. Visit your local Co-op for your chance to win. No purchase necessary. Official rules at fueluptowin.ca. Everyone struggles with computers. New shortcuts, plug-and-play devices that don't play when you plug them, and more. Sit back and learn some stupid computer tricks with Vern from Computer Emporium across from the Northern Grand Hotel on 100th Avenue in Fort St. John. Do capital letters matter in an email address? The short answer is no. Capitalized or not, your email will probably reach the same destination. Most rules state that the first part of the email address, usually your name, is considered to be case-sensitive. But the real story is that hardly any email service or ISP enforces this rule and will forward it on to the person intended regardless of capitalization. The email servers of the world will treat all email addresses as lowercase. So if someone gives you an email address with distinct case using some capital letters, preserve it as a courtesy, but don't worry if you forget to use the capitalization. It will probably go through just fine. Stupid Computer Tricks with Vern from Computer Emporium. Helping you use computers more efficiently is heard Monday to Saturday on Moose FM. Hi, Vern here from Computer Emporium. The advantage of seeing us about your computer needs rather than a box store is we understand your needs, your language, and your budget. We will help you find the right solution and talk in a language that you can understand. See the professionals at Computer Emporium, helping you use computers more efficiently. Watch this show live on Facebook or download the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Welcome back to Moose Talks. I'm Dub Craig. We're joined now by Cameron Agee. He is the Executive Director of the Salvation Army Northern Center of Hope. How's it going today, Cameron? Not too bad, Dub. Thanks for having me on the show again. I'm uh, very thankful that you uh, took some time out to uh, talk to us a bit today. So uh, given the COVID-19 pandemic that's uh, currently sweeping the nation uh, and, and Fort St. John, I mean, how... How is the Salvation Army coping right now, with uh, given that everything uh, seems to be happening? Yeah, definitely. The um, this whole situation has changed so much for um, many people in Fort St. John. For the emergency shelter, um, in some ways, it's business as usual. Mm -hmm. uh, there are, of course, um, 
elements of our pandemic plan that we've introduced with uh, cleaning schedules and um, measures to ensure distancing as best as possible are met. Um, in the shelter life, though, I mean, cleaning and cleaning schedules and disinfecting is, a, is an everyday occurrence um, throughout the year. But during this time, we've had, uh, of course, um, greater need in the in PPE, so masks and hand sanitizer. I've never I never realized how difficult it would be to acquire some things, even with even with money to spend on those items. So mm. we're um, working together with our national office to secure some supply chains. Um, we've had some wonderful responses from our community of folks bringing over uh, protective equipment. Um, we've had to design our building. Um, a little differently just to have rooms for individuals that are isolated if they are experiencing you know, cold and flu symptoms. So there's a lot navigating on the inside. Just um, it, it never really occurs to you how much this kind of social distancing and cautions can impact your daily life. Um, I've heard one staff say, I never realized how itchy my face was until I was encouraged not to touch it. <laughs> and so that's, that creates a lot of interesting challenges. Um, but we're fortunate in the shelter, you know, people are relatively healthy. Um, we've had to scale down our volunteer program in a big way. Generally, our volunteers have been um, a little older, or if they have compromised uh, uh, health, then we've had to ask them to stay home. And what that does is it limits the exposure of folks who are who are interacting with our guests and service users. And that, much like the distancing, keeps people healthier. So does that mean you're relying on a smaller pool of volunteers to then like kind of keep up the uh, the kind of shifts? In the uh, emergency shelter, it's only staff now. So mm-hmm. we've uh, we're fortunate we were able to bring on four new staff members uh, last week. Uh, three of which were students from Northern Lights College who were practicum students. So mm-hmm. they were working with us for the last three months. And so we're actually having to bring on more staff to ensure that the programs don't um, are not interrupted because it is a program that doesn't close. I mean, our doors are open 24 hours regardless. And so when someone presents, we always have to be there to welcome them. So it's not a, we don't have the opportunity to just stay home. Um, we have to encourage our staff to come out, continue serving, and um, we just nav- navigate that, those challenges as they come. And what about the the other side of kind of the Salvation Army business, if I can call it that here in Fort St. John? Uh, the thrift store, I assume, is closed, uh, or, or if it is, it's kind of reduced hours. It, things have changed there. Uh, donations, same thing. I, I mean, are you still able to take donations? Are you still able to kind of do these kinds of things given the pandemic? Yeah, so our thrift store did close um, all of our stores across Canada, mm-hmm. which... Um, you know, they were not essential retail. But the interesting challenge with that is these thrift stores, the revenue pays our hydro bills and operating costs for the food bank. The food bank is housed within that building. And so that creates an interesting challenge. We're fortunate in Fort St. John where we own our building that the thrift store and food bank is housed in. Okay. So we're not faced with an immediate rent or mortgage crisis. But we still have to start looking down the road as to utility costs and operating costs of keeping uh, staff inside the building to help folks. We've um, had to alter the programs a little bit where uh, one person or family comes in at a time and they're able to get the food that they need. We have prepackaged uh, um, bundles now that a family can choose from, whether it's baking supplies or fresh protein, um, dairy and produce. 
So food donations are at a constant um, request. Um, we serve, uh, I, I mentioned the other day, between 350 and 525 families in that ballpark every month. So donations um, are always accepted. The food bank donations are, are being accepted Monday to Friday from 8.30 to 4.30. We're asking donors to come to our back receiving door because the front of the building is used for clients only. And so, um, yeah. Okay, well, that's good to know. Uh, have you, because people are, you know, being laid off in this situation, they're having to stay home, they don't have the same amount of income as they did before, uh, and they're waiting on finding out what the federal and the provincial governments, how they're going to roll out the, the supports that uh, they are offering. Uh, have you seen an uptick in the use in the in the food bank and these sorts of things? Do you Are you finding that's busier than it was? Yeah, we have seen about 30 new families last week and this week come for the first time presenting to the food bank. Um, a few narratives have been recently unemployed. We're encouraging families to keep coming. We have a system in place that we've always used to ration the food that we're donated so that everyone gets some. There's a point system. So a person can walk in the door for the first time be given food and then they're sent off with just a, uh, a small questionnaire just about the kind of help they might need moving forward there is no income matrix for the food bank so there's no questions about how much money do you earn none of that matters we ask just about family size and physical address and uh, the family size is, determines the, the quantity of food that a person gets on a monthly basis and so um, and then there's other questions about how else can we help you? We have other programs through the food bank um, that a person can utilize. It could be something like prescription help with medication or crisis travel grants. And so those are some of the questions about what a person's dealing with that they're asked uh, when they come to the food bank. Are you concerned uh, kind of for the future because there's kind of been more of a demand for the food bank, like the strain it's putting on your uh, resources both donated and and just your staff uh, and and you yourself kind of working more yeah we um are navigating some partners in the community that could help us with uh, our upcoming utility bills um, we do have a small reserve to use in situations like this some of the community partners have come forward financially and we're going to be able to use that money to do bulk ordering of food if uh, if we see that our shelves are getting a little lower but uh, our van goes out still every morning to the local grocery stores. And as soon as the crisis hit, the donations went down. They dipped very low that week. Mm -hmm. But we're seeing a gradual uptick, I think, as some of the mass buying stops. And so um, I can see our donation levels getting a little bit back to normal. So someone asked me the other day, um, you know, do you need more? Well, we could always use it because we do want folks to come to the food bank. We do want families to know that we're here and we will ensure that everyone has something. Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that uh, things aren't dire then and uh, things are, seem to be okay so far. So uh, if people in the community do want to help out, they, maybe they want to financially donate something or they have some uh, food that they want to uh, donate to you, tell us again how we can uh, do that. Right. Um, financial donations can be made online, the SalvationArmy.ca. It's very important that folks click British Columbia and then Fort St. John. That money through our website is deposited immediately into our bank account, so we have easy access to that. We have another individual, an email I just opened up this morning of someone wanting to donate a lamb, uh, an actual lamb. So uh, wow. that will be uh, 
produced for us. And um, we have other partners in the community who have dropped off uh, fresh meat that they've just had cut. This is a wonderful addition, and, and we're able to distribute that through our perishable food recovery program. So a lot of that food can physically be handed off at the back door. There is a distancing procedure so that we're able to, to accept a donation and still keep everyone healthy. And then uh, the hours you're open every uh, day again? Donations, we have people here from about 8 o'clock till 5 o'clock Monday to Friday, so we're asking for drop-offs between 8.30 and 4.30 Monday to Friday. We were open Saturdays when the thrift store was open, but that's not an option anymore. Okay, and you said and come to the back door to, to leave donations, correct? Come to the back door. There's a donation bell right on the wall, then uh, an attendant will be with you, and uh, we graciously accept any food donations. And uh, one last thing, if you happen to be somebody who's struggling right now, you you want to come to the food bank, you need some help, uh, how do they do that? How do they get in contact so they can get something? Yeah, the food bank is open for uh, users between 10 and 4, so right at the front door, folks are encouraged to come in. A worker through some glass will be speaking with them, asking what their needs are. There's daily giveaways on a table. There's always um, bread and sandwiches that are available for anyone at any time, regardless of their situation. So please come down. And uh, it's a a season where we have to uh, remove pride and ask for help. The community is here to help. So many people in Fort St. John want to help, so it's a good time to take it. We've also started a delivery program for folks who are not able to get out or, and are encouraged to isolate, so that's an option, too, for food hampers, to have them delivered to your front steps, just like an Amazon package. You'll put it on your doorstep and then ring the bell and walk away. Perfect. Uh, Cameron, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to talk to us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you all. Take care. All right, that's Cameron Aggie, the Executive Director of the Salvation Army Northern Center of Hope. We'll be right back to wrap things up right here on Moose Talks. Need a night out with your partner? You can do that with Moose FM's Date Night. Tell us why you deserve a night out with your partner at moosefm.ca for your chance to win an amazing date night package valued at $400 with dining, jewelry, entertainment, and much more. Ooh la la. Moose FM's Date Night is sponsored by Mr. Mike's Amazing Escapes, Veronica's Closet, and Carter's Jewelers. Honey, did you know there's a big dent in the car? Yeah, I know. Well, now we have to take it to the shop, and it'll be days before we get it back, and... Calm down. I'll call Alaska Highway Auto Body. They're quick, they're awesome, and they fix the last dent from when I... From when you what? What? Specializing in collision repair, Alaska Highway Auto Body offers high-quality work on any make or model. Alaska Highway Auto Body. You bend them, they mend them. Call 250-785-3282. If you're looking for hassle-free internet services, call the Peace Region Internet Society today. With coverage throughout most of the peace, PRIS can get you connected quickly without the hassle of contracts or bundles. Visit PRIS.ca or call 1-800-768-3311 for more information. Quiznos has brought back their Greek gyro. Enjoy seasoned beef and lamb, crumbled feta, banana peppers, crisp lettuce, and red onions topped with tzatziki sauce on a flatbread, sub, sammy, or in a salad. The Greek gyro is back. Try one today at Quiznos beside Walmart. Our community first. 
This is Moose Talks with Dub Craig on Moose FM. Our thanks again to our guests today, Julie Zebart and Tracy Leishman with MNP. Uh, they tried to help us wade through a bit of all the funding announcements coming out uh, from the federal and provincial government. Uh, at the end of the day, check out their websites. They'll have all the information. Uh, that is the federal and provincial government websites. They'll have information about when these things are available for uh, applying and, and how you can kind of get into it. Uh, and also, you can reach out to the accountants over at MMP. They'll certainly help you wade through all of that. And our thanks again to Cameron Aggie, the executive director of the Salvation Army Northern Center of hope if you can uh, try and make a donation they could uh, use your help uh, if you need their help uh, again you stop by they will help you out and get you set with some food that's it for this episode of moose talks our thanks to adam rayburn for uh diligently switching the cameras he's way over in another room we're socially distancing here and uh thanks to tracy teaves of course the producer of moose talks i'm dub craig stay safe everybody Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Moose Talks, a weekly talk show about Fort St. John and the North Peace. This is Moose Country. This is Moose Country. 100.1 Moose FM. Sunday supper without collard greens. Dad was boss, Christ is king. Friday night was living for them lights. Come on, then I turned to Miller lights when I turned 21. There's some things about me that I can't change. I'll always be the man that
This is Ted with Pimps Production Equipment. Call us for all of your pump repairs. 250-787-0808. Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.